What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? This is part four of Thoughts and Feels. Uh, my wife did an amazing job last week. If you missed it, um, go check it out. It was solid. It was challenging, and it was it was really good. And so we're, we're um, bringing this series to a close today. And this is part four, Thoughts and Feels, Walking in Soul Health. So let's jump right in. Uh, really good to see everybody. As a reminder, um, just uh, scan the QR code or text SERMON to our number. Uh, text the word SERMON to 323-405-3232, and you will get the sermon notes for today on the YouVersion Bible app, that, that QR code and that text a word sermon will um, activate that link and we'll text it to you. So let's, let's pray and jump into the word today. Father, thank you for your word. Speak to us, change us, make us all more like you. God, I pray that our life would be lived truly to bring you glory. And God, whatever's in the way, whatever it is, you're calling us to surrender in this season. God, I pray that we do just that uh, so we can bring you even more glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, let's go to kind of our, our, our main scripture for this series. It's kind of, we're summing it up here. Um, and here we go. First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, uh, verse 23 to 24. And I will read it. Um, verse 23, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. So the whole kind of point of this, this, this scripture here we're going through, is <clears throat> really just that God's heart is to um, sanctify us completely, to do a complete work in us in our entire being, <clears throat> excuse me, our entire being is that three parts, spirit, soul, and body. And this month we're talking about, I'm kind of reviewing a little bit, but as we come into a close here, um, we're talking about the soul part of us, our mind, our will, our emotions, that part of us that is truly being sanctified. Um, and that's that area that we're being restored and being renewed and being, uh, you know, um, transformed, okay? And so today we're going to talk a little bit about the will, the human will, and how that kind of ties into all this. And so um, as we shared, I think week one, just the diagram that we have of the human being, and it's up here on the screen for you to see, but that we are a three-part being. We're spirit, soul, and body, okay? And so that's us. That is what we're made up of. Our spirit is instantly supernaturally made new by grace through faith, right? That's, if any man's in Christ, he's a new creation, you know? And so that's the part of us, our spirit, that eternal part of us that is, for lack of a better way of saying it, like we are instantly and supernaturally saved by God's grace through faith, right? But then that part of us, our soul, is where we still got issues, right? Ways we think, habits, um, things we say, 
right? That, 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 that part of us, our, our emotions, our mind, our being transformed, our being restored, our being rebuilt and renewed, okay? So kind of reviewed kind of the whole heartbeat of this series today and just wanted to review and touch on that because in, in a sense, right, if we look at salvation, right, as that initial event, although it's more than an event, it's much more broader than that, but salvation too is that we are born again, right? We see Christ and we submit to his authority and we say, you are Lord, I give you my life. You know, uh, I repent of my sin. Like, so if we look at salvation as that initial event, then sanctification is the working out of that salvation in our soul, you know, in our everyday lives. And so that's, that's really, if you want to look at this series, Thoughts and Feels, from a theological perspective, we're talking about sanctification, okay? And how God sanctifies and transforms those parts of our being that is a process and a journey, okay? And so uh, as we've talked about this, though, we must remember, and this is my first point, uh, is that we, and I'm going to say at the first point in just a second, but that our identity is based on what God has done for us, okay? What he did on the cross, what the scripture says uh, about us, who we are in Christ, every scripture in the, in, in the word speaking of being in him and in Christ. We must um, remind ourselves of that and remember that, okay? because sanctification can be, a, at times, a very difficult and challenging process for every believer and nobody's exempt. And so with that said, we must remember who we are because we aren't. it's not always gonna feel good when God starts convicting us of our sin, right? And convicting us and challenging us in our, uh, for us to, to grow spiritually, to mature, okay? But we must know who we are, develop who we are, and remind ourselves and, 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 and kind of go back to the foundation of our true identity. So here's my first point. And we must remember this when we step into God's plan for our lives and we step into the will of God and we say yes to Jesus, right? We must remember this, that you are the redeemed, okay? You are the redeemed. That is who we are. We are the redeemed. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Okay, so that, that is our identity, that we have been bought with a price. Okay, uh, he paid the price for us. He loved us first. We are the redeemed. Okay, you are the redeemed. Say it with me. Say, I am the redeemed. Okay, so here, let me, let me share a verse here. Psalm 71, verse 23. Psalm chapter 71, verse 23 says, my lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you, and my soul, which you have redeemed. Say it with me, say, I am redeemed. So redeemed is who we are. It's what God has done for us. Being redeemed, which speaks of our value. We're actually gonna do a new sermon series this, this month, uh, in March, this coming month, and we're gonna talk about redemption. We're gonna talk about the atonement, okay? And um, it's gonna be a fun time. But we, we must remember this, that we are the redeemed, redeemed, is who we are, 
okay? It, you know, this is, this is the basis of it. So the whole essence of the cross and our faith in Christ is that God eternally loves us without condition. This all points to our identity in Christ. We must remember this. And, you know, we are spirit, soul, and body. God starts working in our, our habits, our ideologies, our mindsets that are totally contrary to him, that are, that are not, you know, right in his eyes. And he's going to be like, hey, we need to, you need to lay that down, Sean. You need to surrender that, Sean. You need to repent of that, right? And so th th those moments don't always feel good. But I must remember, wait, this is a work of grace. So just as salvation is a work of God's grace and love and compassion for me. So is the work of the Holy Spirit is sanctification, is a work of grace, of love, of mercy, of God's heart and concern for us. It doesn't always feel that way, but it is a work of grace, okay? So we must know who we are. It always goes back to identity, right? The redeemed soul, and, I, and we're gonna get into this here now, the redeemed soul is not about willpower, okay? When we're talking about the human will, and we're gonna talk about the human will, we can't talk about the human will without talking about God's will, but the redeemed soul is not about willpower, okay? The Christian life is not about willpower, okay? Um, although we have a will, and there's times we're gonna have to say no, and it's not gonna be easy, but we're gonna have to choose whom we're gonna serve, right? But it's not just about willpower, but it's more about yielding our human will to the divine will. So it's not about willpower, it's about yielding our will, okay? Uh, it's more about the redeemed soul is about now I've been empowered by the Holy Spirit and God's grace, I've been empowered, I've been liberated to yield to the will of God. Here's my next point. He restores my soul, okay? That, that, is, that, that is the work of God in us. He restores my soul. Psalm 23, verse three. Psalm 23, verse three. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So God redeems our soul, restores our soul, saves our soul. And then this is the beauty here. Look how it's, look at what's next. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So, you know, in this one verse, you see salvation and you see sanctification, right? In the same verse, he restores my soul, right? Salvation. And then he leads. So, so many times people are trying to do what is right in their own power. And we must first receive God's grace and understand that this is a work of grace. He restores my soul. And as a result of that, divine power influencing the human heart. That's what grace is. It is divine influence on the human heart the soul, the inner man, divine influence, and its reflection in the life. So God touches us, and then our life begins to change. We begin to be transformed. This verse says he restores my soul, and as a result of that, he leads me 
in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, right? And so um, you are redeemed. I mean, God touches us in such a way that he regenerates us. Regeneration, another, uh, the Greek definition of regeneration, you know, the Bible talks about, that's, like, that's one of the blessings of the atonement, okay? The cross is regeneration. That the Bible talks about how it says that the, the washing of regeneration of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we've been regenerated. And, and that word in the Greek means new soul. Okay, so God touches us. God puts his hands on us. God, um, by his grace, we, we see Jesus. And we're like, oh my, my God, you, you are God. I, I will serve you. You, you, you know, everything else is, is secondary to you, right? And, and then we begin to walk with God and that choice to serve God is a work of his grace, okay? He touches us, but this is what we're talking about. God touching us, saving us, transforming us in a moment, right? And then he starts to transform us progressively, okay? So here's my next point. Jesus died for us so we could live for him, okay? So he died for us, saved us so we could live for him. All right, so this is what we're talking about. This, this walk with God, this journey with God, this walk in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, being a disciple of Christ, a follower of Jesus, right? All of those things are where God does his sanctifying work, all right? So we were saved by the power of his grace, and we're gonna progress in the holiness by the power of his grace, sanctification. So, so that's, that's sanctification, is that we are progressing in holiness. We are progressing in Christ-likeness. We are bearing more fruit of the Holy Spirit than we did two years ago, right? Like we are growing in the Lord. Because of grace, we can live in and live out the divine will of God, okay? Because of grace. Look at Isaiah 53, verse five. This is, this is a, a beautiful verse here. This is what Jesus did on the cross for us. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. He has done it all. Everything we have need of was done on that cross. The, the forgiveness of sin, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, access to the Father in the name of Jesus. You know, we can walk in the Spirit. We can commune with God. We can fellowship with God's people. We can worship Him, praise Him, receive from Him, understand His word by, the way, by way of the Holy Spirit. All of that is as a result of the cross. Let's look at another prophetic verse concerning our salvation. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 10 reads, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul 
shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments and as a bride adorns herself with jewels, with her jewels, okay? So, of, of you know, and that is the work of God. That, 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 that is what God has done. So we, I mean, I just read a few verses, but here, here's, the, here's the big idea here before we go into actually doing the will of God, living the will of God, is, man, the, the blood of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, everything he paid a price for us to receive, we have been given all of the promises of God are in him, our yes and amen. In him we live and move and have our being. On the cross, he made a, a public spectacle of the enemy and every demon out there. He made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them for us, right? Over them through the cross, okay? So everything we have need of is, is by God's grace, it has been made available to us. The word of God, the Holy Spirit, access to God, uh, com the community of the believers, we're in the body of Christ, you are a part of the body, you are a stone in the temple. Come on somebody, you are the bride of Christ. You, I mean, there it is, it's like, it is finished, okay? And so with that said, now, 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 now we move forward in our walk with God. And it's like, wow, okay, in the name of Jesus, everything's been paid for. So now it's just walking this out and growing in the Lord and bearing fruit and, and, and all that good stuff. So, so here we go. Of that which was within our power, okay, in, our, in our, human, our human will, the number one way you will mature spiritually, and I'm speaking of that which is within our power, that which was... That which is within our hands, our, like what God has given us to steward, okay? That which is within your power, okay? The number one way you will mature spiritually and grow in faith is the yielding of your will to God's, to God's will. To, it's, it's the yielding of the will of God or yielding your will to the will of God. It's like when you, when you go to a, you, you know what I'm saying? You got a, you're at a stoplight and you're, at a, you're making a left turn, right? And, and, and it'll say, uh, you know, um, on when it's, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly, but you know what I'm saying? It'll say like uh, on a green light, you, you know, you yield to the oncoming traffic. So it's not like you got the green arrow. The green arrow means go, right? You can go. But if it's green and there ain't no arrow, you have to wait and allow the other cars to go first. And so we, right, in, in our journey with God, our walk with God, the, the number one way you're gonna grow, and, and I, I, it doesn't matter what season, what's going on, what you're believing for, what you're going through, whether you're enjoying like a harvest time or you're, 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 you're sowing seed time, seed time and harvest, or you're in a trial or, you're just, you're, you're coming on the other side of a trial or you're about to enter a trial. I don't know. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the, the, the number one thing that's within my power is I have been given the freedom to choose God's will, to, to yield 
to what he wants me to do, whether that's directional, whether that's just yielding to the will of God, meaning the word of God, that he speaks to me and, and I go, yeah, I got to do that, right? Or, or it might be directional, it might be, it might be a call to, 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 to connect with somebody, it might be a leading and a direction in a particular day. I mean, you know, whatever that might be for you, that is the number one way that we're going to grow is that we are yielding to God's will. We're yielding our human will to the will of God. James chapter 3, verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield. This is the wisdom from above. Full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Willing to yield. Brings me to my next point. We can choose God's will. We can choose God's will. Hallelujah. If, if you're not saved, born again, you don't see Jesus for who he is. You have not repented of your sins, been convicted of your sins, came to him, turned to him. And you're like, man, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer now, man. I've seen Jesus in his glory um, and I am surrendering all to him, right? Like, you know, if, if, you're, if you're not born again, you cannot choose God's will. But, but, but if you're born again, you've encountered his grace. I'm telling you, you can choose. Think about the privilege. You can choose God's will. You can live in God's will. You can, you can live the rest of your life. I understand sometimes it's a mystery, man. Sometimes you're like wondering, am I in the will of God? Sometimes you're like questioning. Sometimes, but, but here's the point. The bottom line is this, that we, as believers, by God's grace, his goodness in our pursuit of Pursuit of him, we can live in the will of God. We can yield to the will of God. We can experience the will of God. We can live in and live out the divine will of our God. Because of the cross, I'm free to surrender my will to God's will. This is, this is not bondage. This is freedom, okay? Because of grace, as we've already just talked about, because of grace, my will my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions has been redeemed and regenerated, meaning my will can now be an instrument of righteousness, that I can yield my will to God. I can give my will over as an offering to God, and that can be a sweet-smelling aroma to God. Come on, somebody that this is the beauty of knowing Jesus and walking with God, that I can give my will over to him. I am telling you in our human nature, we don't like to do this. We, we, we manifest fear, anxiety, selfishness, self-preservation. We don't trust God. We think our way's better. All of us do it. We, 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 we struggle. Our nature is just bent towards sin and not God's will, but by God's grace, the help of the Holy Spirit, the word of God, our worship to God, our, 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 our pursuit of God, I am telling you, we can choose God's will. We can choose God's will, okay? 
we can choose God's will. You can live in the will of God and experience the goodness of God's will. You can choose God's will. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17 reads, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world, and the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but here it is, but he who does the will of God abides forever. All right? So when we speak of God sanctifying our whole spirit, soul, and body, part of that sanctification process is the sanctification, the progressive um, Christ-likeness of God's work in our will. All right, can I get an amen? This is a lifelong journey. This is a lifelong process. But if there is some area of your life today that you're holding back, you're reserving, and God's like, hey, it's time to surrender that. It's time to surrender your will to mine. If, if God is putting his finger on your will and saying, hey, you need, to, you need to let go of that stubbornness. Come on, somebody. Let go of that rebellion. Let go of that self-preservation. Sometimes these are just little things, little nudges of the Holy Spirit. And, and when he does that, our, our, you know, our nature is like, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to help that person. I don't want to love on that person. I don't want to forgive that person. I don't want to serve. I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. I want to stay in my comfort zone. We all do this. This is forever the struggle, okay? I'm going to give you a quick example here that just happened. We did our skateboard group. Uh, we got a skateboard group going on on Wednesdays. Um, we're at the skate, the skate park right over the freeway, right up on the other side of the, sorry, some of you that don't live in LA, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But uh, right over the 101 from Echo Park, it's not that Echo Park skate park, it's another one, a um, little bit closer to towards the West Lake, a little bit. But anyway, we are there skating, it was cool, we skated, and then we had a little Bible study time right there at the park and prayed together. And then on my way home, um, I just felt the Holy Spirit say, call your brother. And I don't normally call. I have a, a, a brother that lives here locally. I don't have a, um, I don't normally call him. I mean, we're, we're cool with each other, but we're not like super close, like talking every week or anything. Just didn't grow up together. It's just not that thing. It's just not that way. So it's kind of different for me, for, for me to just call and be like, how you doing, buddy? You know what I mean? So, but I felt the Holy Spirit just leading me. I just felt, oh man. And, and in the moment, it's not like I, I don't like my brother. I just didn't want to call him right then. I was like, man, I should drive home and just just listen to nothing. You know what I mean? Just quiet. Um, and so, but I was like, okay, I felt a nudge. So I called my brother. And it was a trick because I, I just said, hey, what's going on? He's like, yeah, what's up? Like, you know what I mean? He's probably like, why are you calling me? Right? We ain't, there ain't no holiday coming up. We're not, you know what I mean? <laughs> So uh, he didn't say that, but he was like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I was just driving home and I just felt to call you. You know what I mean? It felt kind of awkward saying that to him. And uh, it's these little nudges of the Holy Spirit. I mean, as, as, and this might not seem like a big deal to you, but I'm just saying what? It doesn't always have to be some big grand thing all the time. It's just sometimes the Holy Spirit just speaks in a still small voice because he wants to do something. And sometimes I think we're looking for the fireworks and the in the and you know what I mean and the in the in the pizzazz of something and it's like Holy Spirit's there in your everyday life 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like he's just, he's with you and he wants to, he wants us to yield to his will. And so I did. And then he, it was, it was, it was really cool. Like the Lord stirred me up and ministered to me through this more than anything because he's like, yeah, man, I had a rough day and this happened and this happened and I'm fine now, but man. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I, I just listened to him, just listened to him. Um, and I was like, okay, man, what a trip, man. Cause I didn't know what was going on, but I just felt to call you. And it, he was able just to talk to somebody and just kind of talk about it. And I'm like, cool, man. I'm glad you're good. Love you, bro. You know what I mean? And that was pretty much it. And so there it is, right? We can choose God's will, you know, in his leading. And so real quick, I want to give you some things here. And I just wanted to share that with you. As small as that might seem to you, it was a really cool thing for me. And my not only for my family, my biological family, but also just my personal relationship with the Lord. And it really ministered to me, even in talking about this series this month, Thoughts and Feels, you know, the whole the part of us that's our soul, our will, that sometimes just doesn't want to do the will of God. And we got to, in those moments, that's an indicator God's doing something. And what do we do in that moment? It's simple. We read it out of James. Willing to yield. Willing to yield. It's the number one way we're going to grow. And here, I just wanted to share some things here real quick. I got a list. But what does the will of God produce? Like when we yield to God's will, there's times where the will of God, we, we must, in our human nature, in our own, whatever's going on in our mind, our soul, our will, our emotions, God's going to call us and require us to yield to what he is doing. And it's going to pull us out of what is comfortable and familiar, okay? But what does, so what does this produce? Now we know that we just read that he who does the will of God abides forever. So we know that yielding to the will of God has eternal rewards, okay? eternal impact. But I just want to talk about just in our everyday life, what does this do? What does this produce? And here we go. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. I'm going to say these, then I'm going to pray. I'm going to let y'all go. What does the will of God produce? You know what it does? It produces Christ-likeness in us because we're, we're doing things on God's terms. We're like, it's like, God's like, this is my house. You know what I mean? And so we're, we're, we're playing by his rules. But when we yield and we obey, we, 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 we avail ourselves to God. And it does, it produces Christ-likeness in us. It also creates a deeper faith and trust in God, which is really experiential knowledge of God, not just theoretical knowledge, but experiential knowledge. And that's what we want, right? Excitement, I believe this yielding to the will of God brings an excitement to our life. It brings challenge to our life, meaning this is where God challenges us. It's where provision is. It's where persecution is, right? It's where we experience truly a clear conscience because we are we're like, wait, stuff's not quite working out or this is kind of hard or I'm challenged here, but I have yielded to God's will and God, God's in control. It, and it can create a clear conscience. I didn't manipulate my way, my way into this. It's all God. And the next one, the last one here, is it produces a deep satisfaction and contentment telling you right now, 
the safest and best place to be on the planet is in the will of God. So yield to his will today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.